UFOs, Bigfoot, paranormal input. Go ahead now, get mystical. Mystery and magical. UFOs, not typical. Bigfoot, not typical. You ask me why I'm skeptical. I say questions are questionable. Is the truth alien to you? Alien to get my message through. Aliens might message you. Aliens are sliding through. The wild signal we're plotting to. Algorithms they find is true. Typical. Skeptic. Shut Got no time for no petty germs, pandemic, a pandemic turn, horror still in Amityville, Bayonet in Gettysburg, Mothman, TNT, Factory, Red Eyes, Loki, Dogman, howling in the street, I'm typically skeptic of what I see, Voodoo Hoodoo in New Orleans, Thunderbird, Swamp Thing, is it real, I was wondering, typical, skeptic, show, typical, skeptic, show. guys welcome back to another episode of the typical skeptic podcast i have another fascinating guest with me today um i really like i said like i like to bring you guys knowledge on all aspects of um like the esoteric or occult knowledge but today we're going to be just talking about health and like health modalities and who i have with me i have with me a natural a naturopathic doctor um who she studied medicine and she studied um health modalities for a long time i have with me Dr. Corey Stern out of New York City, and uh, she knows a lot about different health modalities and natural um, ways that we can make ourselves more healthier. Um, you can subscribe to her YouTube channel. It's amazing. I mean, just the things that I picked up. I mean, I was, I was trying to research for our interview, and um, she has a playlist of all her videos that she came out with on her, her YouTube channel, and it's, um, it's just Dr. Corey Stern on YouTube. And uh, You'll be you'll be presently surprised at like the stuff you can find out from her channel. It's it's really interesting. So with the, all that said, I want to and she has a website. It's drcoreystern.com. And I, with all that said, I want to give her a big warm welcome to the show, Dr. Corey Stern. Thank you for coming on. How are you? I am so happy to be here because I've been following your show for a long time and love it. So I feel so excited. I know I'm not your typical guest, but being a typical skeptic, you can have non-typical guests once in a while. And um, I just wanted to clarify my website is drcorey.com, not Dr. Corey Stern. Just made it easier for people with short attention spans and you don't have to type as much. That's cool. So what is, do you, are, so you're a, re, a regular doctor. Besides like being a naturopathic doctor, you're a regular doctor too, right? No, I don't do anything regular, no pharmaceuticals, nothing like that. I'm completely natural. So um, what I actually, my degree, my actual degree is in chiropractic. And then I went on to specialize in holistic nutrition. So I've been doing this for a really long time. I just turned 60 a few weeks ago. So I've been, I've been in this field for a very long time and um getting phenomenal results with patients. And basically there's nothing that we can't fix if the person is willing to follow the recommendations. So, you know, poor health or ill health or suboptimal health in, in, my, in my world, doesn't, it doesn't have to be a thing. You, you, everybody can, can have optimal health if they're willing to do what it takes. Yeah, I was able to glean some really interesting stuff off your YouTube channel. Like, I keep going back to that, but like, you know, like just to prepare for our interview, like, I, I just have like a bunch of notes here, like stuff on like ribonucleic acid and two herbs that can increase your longevity from things that make us toxic, like toilet paper, um, which I want to go over all that. But before we get into that stuff, like, how did you get on the natural path? Like, uh, I know you had some problems when you were a child. Do you want to talk about that and how it all started? Sure, because that's a really interesting story, I think. So I always start my story uh, when I was a fetus in my mom's uterus. And my parents were eating extremely toxic things. So I don't call it food. Um, my parents were raised on to toxic processed products. Um, and so were their parents. So I was third generation uh, garbage. I call myself garbage body generation. 
And um, I was always sick as a child, always had throat infections, ear infections, bladder infections. I was always on antibiotics. And I thought, it, I thought it was the norm. I thought all kids were always sick and taking medicine. And fast forward to age 15, I had a strep throat inf infection that would not resolve. I kept getting put on one antibiotic after another and um, nothing was helping. And it was the summertime and I'm a teenager and I was too sick to hang out with my friends. I was getting really pissed off. So I decided when I was 15 that medical doctors didn't seem to know to, how to actually help people to be healthy. And I, I was determined to solve my own issue and cure myself. So I started to do some research. I was stuck in bed, nothing better to do. Now, this is back in the mid 70s. There was no internet. So research meant actually reading books and things like that. And I stumbled on a publication called Prevention. It was a magazine that was alternative health, probably the only mainstream one of its kind at the time. And when I read that magazine, I discovered that there was an actual connection between what you eat and the state of your health. And I never knew that. Um, my parents certainly never told me because they didn't know it either. And I didn't learn it in school. So I decided to completely change my diet when I was 15. I was working as a babysitter. I lived in a high rise building in Manhattan. So I was, I was the building babysitter. So I was making big bucks, dollar an hour, but uh, lots of hours of work. And I spent all of my money on my own food, cleaned everything up, stopped eating sugar, white flour, anything processed, chemicals, took them all out of my diet. And then in my local health food store, which if you can believe it in Manhattan, there was one health food store in my neighborhood. They had a book rack. Remember book racks? Like they spun around and there were paperbacks on them. And so I, I saw there were some books about health there and I found one called Back to Eden. And that was written in the 1920s and what I call an herbal Bible. I had every single um, herb on planet earth and its therapeutic benefit. And I started studying, I devoured that book. I was memorizing everything and I started buying herbs and making concoctions for myself. Long story short, I cured my chronic strep throat infection. And um, that's how this, the seed was planted in me that maybe one day I would help other people to restore their health using the stuff that we have on planet earth that, that we actually uh, had forgotten about or weren't we're not using anymore so i slowly made my way into uh exact doing exactly that i just created the um the reality the vision that i had when i was 15 fully created it and and keep expanding on it so i had a, i've had a physical practice where i see patients all the time and then all of a sudden in 2020 i realized i needed to reach more people people that couldn't come to new york right so that's when i started my health channel on youtube and from there i started getting inquiries from all over the world for people that needed help so that's what I, i've been doing all of the above now i have my physical practice in new york i have my virtual practice. I have the YouTube channel. I'm on different people's podcasts all the time trying to push in the information out there. And I, I can't, I can't seem to stop doing that, even though um, it's really time consuming and energy consuming. I just have to do it. So yeah, yeah. I know that one thing that you made me think about was I, I thought of uh, that I when I was working at the store, I, I saw this on one of the health drinks, it said that Hippocrates, the, the the ancient Greek or Roman, I can't remember what he was. He said he said, "Let the let thy food be thy medicine." Now, what's interesting about that is that name Hippocrates. That's where they get the probably get the Hippocratic oath from that doctors take. So, right. like, yes. there's a lot of interesting stuff to unpack there. But like it said, it always said that on the back of this health drink, it would say, "Let thy food be thy medicine." Have you ever heard mm -hmm. that? And uh, is that true? Oh, yeah. I mean, your body is literally made out of what you eat. If you if you really break it down and think about what the purpose of food is in your body, and a lot of people don't know, um, people don't think about it. People haven't considered the deeper ramifications of what the purpose of food is. 
So if you ask people, you know, the first thing people think about when they think about food is just enjoying it, just the pleasure of eating, that it tastes good. But most people, if you ask them, if you know, what is the point of food? Like, what is it doing in your body? They'll say, oh, it's for energy. But it's it's much more complicated than that. So your your body's made out of cells. Every part, every you know piece of you is made out of cells. Your brain's made out of brain cells. Your heart's made out of heart cells. Your skin skin cells, muscle cells, liver cells, and your cells are always dying. And the reason that you're not dead is because you're growing new ones. So the thing to think about is where does the body get the material that it needs to grow the new cells? And the answer is from food, from the nutrients in food. So it's a very precise, complicated and fascinating system. You know, the, the, the biological system is fascinating, but basically the bottom line is if you're eating crap, you're growing crappy cells and one or more of your organs is going to stop working properly. And then something is going to go wrong in your health. You're not going to feel well. You're going to have symptoms. You're going to develop a disease. Um, something is, is going to go wrong and then it could be more than one thing. And then slowly over time, the body will deteriorate. And um, that's how we age. We're actually aging much faster than we should be. That's part of the reason because we're m many of us are eating food that's not nutrient dense. That's not feeding the body what it needs to grow the healthy cells. So yes, you can say food is your medicine, but I mean, actually, you know, what is medicine? like the word what does even the word medicine mean so I, I never even use that word right i just just put just provide the body with the nutrients it needs whether that's in the form of food or or supplements because the food is de depleted of nutrients or a combination because most people are not getting all the nutrients they need from food anymore especially in the united states yeah. What? Do, what? Do, how should we be eating? Because, like, you know, like in today's society, people won't blink an eye to eating a piece of pizza. You know, it's like a common everyday thing. Or, you know, I, I God forbid, people even eat hot dogs. Like, which I would, I you couldn't. I honestly, I'm not being like snobbyish. Like here, you you couldn't pay me to eat a hot dog. I would never eat a hot because, like, you don't know what's in it. It's processed, and it's like it would do more damage than it would do good. It seems like, you know what I mean? Like, I know that much. I'm not a health food nut. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know like everything, but I know it's better to eat like lots of green vegetables, especially for someone like me, who's a guy, they say to eat, um, you know, for prostate health, they say to eat a lot of cruciferous vegetables, like broccoli and kale and stuff like that. I mean, I don't get that all the time, but like, you know, like it's hard. I mean, like, just like for me, like I've been trying to get in shape lately. I'm trying to think like, what's the, what is the best way for us to be eating? Like, I mean, because also, but then we get into like, uh, it, this is, we get into uh, controversial areas where people, some people are vegan and some people are vegetarian. Some people say, no, you have to eat meat because it gives you certain nutrients. So like, where do you fall on like where we should be, you know, what, what we should be doing? Like, what, what are your theories? Yeah, great question. I'm going to answer it very completely because it's very important. And before I do that, I want to say don't eat your cruciferous vegetables raw, okay, because there's, they're very high in oxalates, you must cook them. So my definition of food is things that grow on the ground, grow on a tree, or have a mother, and are minimally processed. So by and by minimal processing, we mean cooking, that's a minimal process, sprouting, fermenting. But beyond that, you, you take something and process it to the point that it's no longer food. The, the, one of the problems with the, the things that you mentioned, pizza, hot dogs, they, are, they always contain toxins. They contain chemicals that are toxic. So that, that's a whole other topic that we, we can discuss if you want to afterwards. So with food, I have studied early humans. I have studied um, cultures that were not 
touched by civilization, right? So like indigenous tribal cultures that were eating what we call a traditional diet for millennia since, you know, as far back as, as time goes that we know these, these tribes existed. And I've studied what they've eaten. So it is my opinion that that's what the human body needs to be healthy, the things that that we ate when there was no technology, when there was no ability to, let's say, take a grain, which is a plant, and mill it into flour, which now becomes a powder, a concentrated powder, right? That's, that, that's not you know, biologically compatible with our bodies. So when you study ancient humans, and I actually have a, a video about this on my show, I interviewed a medical anthropologist. Um, it shows that humans are, prime, are omnivores. So meaning they eat meat and some plants. And unfortunately for people that are animal lovers, and I'm one of them, I was a vegetarian for 27 years and I have um, I have two dogs, I see animals in my practice, I do everything I can to help animals, I really have a very strong connection with animals. Um, wild animals domestic animals, but unfortunately, the reality is that we're a predator planet. that's how it was set up. And our bodies do best when we eat animal. Now that said, I have the occasional patient or two that is vegan, um, that is doing okay. I got a new patient this week who's a vegan, who is in her, she's 65. She's been a vegan, I think she said for 30 years. She's fairly healthy, you know, she's not sick. She doesn't feel great, but she's not sick. Um, compared to my patients who eat animal protein and animal fat, but very, you know, the source is what you have to consider. It has to be really good quality. These are, these are healthier individuals. So that's my clinical observation. So looking back at early humans, if you study their bones, you find out that they subsisted mostly on animal with a little bit of plant. And if you study human bones over time, over the course of history, you can see when um, commercial agriculture came into the picture and grains were starting to be processed, you can, you can see the health markers and the developmental markers actually worsened. So we are eating in a way that's not really biologically compatible. Um, traditional tribal cultures subsisted primarily on very high fat and high protein diet with some plants, right? Seasonal plants when they're available, um, minus the commercial agriculture, you're just, you're foraging. Fat, animal fat is critically important for fertility, right? We have an exponentially rise in infertility in this world right now, especially in the United States. Animal fats are critical for fertility. Your hormones are made out of fat and cholesterol. Um, cholesterol is only found in animals. It's not found in plant foods. And the fat soluble vitamins, vitamin A, D, E, and K, which are also essential for health and fertility, are really rich in animal fats. In fact, in, in indigenous tribal cultures, um, couples who were planning to get pregnant would subsist on primarily on an animal fat diet for, in preparation for, um, pre for pregnancy you know, depending on the culture, bear fat, um, whale fat, you know, the, the different um, parts of the world, they, they would eat different fats. There's a tribal culture and um, tribe in um, Africa, I don't remember which country that 
mainly or the main their main diet was yak milk yak milk is very very high in fat so and that's another thing dairy a lot of people um, think that dairy is bad for you and that humans are the only um, creatures on the planet that drink the drink milk of other animals but again going back in time early humans always had raw animal milk it's extremely health giving it's loaded with probiotics with good cultures um and almost all of my patients take in raw dairy and i myself only i only eat raw dairy um and my health has improved so much since i went from being a vegetarian for 27 years to reintroducing animal into my diet now i only eat from farms where i know the farmer i know what the animals are being fed i know how they're being treated i know they're being humanely slaughtered so that's that's really important because if you're eating animal that is eating crap then you're eating crap so a lot of the commercial meats are you know animals eating stuff that they're not supposed to be eating so yeah, I, I got a question though this is what yeah like, it's hard for people like because like you know like i know like as far as like i you know like i don't i don't live near any like local farms and i don't live near whole foods or a trader joe's like they're very far from me like so it's like so some people have to like like we have to like we have to like deal with what we can get and um, i have a solution for that yeah i'd love to hear it because that's interesting yeah because don't forget i'm in the middle of new york city so i'm not exactly near a farm either but um, there is an organization called Farm Match that matches anyone in the US up with a farm that raises really good quality foods. And um, there's, a, there's a website that you go on and you put in your zip code and it will match you with either the closest farm that delivers to either your house or a drop-off location or will ship to you. Now, I understand that you know, people are not used to paying. I, honestly, the farm that I get my food from, I, I don't feel like they're terribly expensive. In, in, if, you, if you look at the bigger picture of eating good quality, clean food, um, my farm is not terribly expensive. It's not what I call overpriced. And the delivery is free if you, if you order over a certain amount. So the website, if you go on Farm Match, it's www.farmmatch.com and then forward slash Dr. Corey, D-R-C-O-R-I, and put in your zip code, you'll find the closest farm. And I know where you live. And, you, and the farm that I get my food from is equally distant to me as it is to you. So you could get your food from there too if you want to. Um, oh, wow, that's, and, a, that's a huge, that's a huge yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. So, so let's talk about this. So sugar really is the enemy then, right? I mean, like it, it's, it's not good for us in any way. And even, even, even sweeteners would be probably bad too. Like, I mean, like I use uh, stevia. I try to use stevia. I don't know how bad that is, but like, I, cause I've heard sucralose is bad. I've, I've heard the, you know, I know the pink stuff's like poison aspartame, but, and, and, but then, um, but then sugar is really bad for us too. Right. Or is it, I don't know. Yes, it is. So sugar, first of all, sugar is highly addictive. It's just as or more addictive than cocaine. And um, you know, do you think that it's possible that maybe there were some kind of deliberate, um, and and this is true of not just sugar, but of all the all of the addictive chemicals that are put into our foods, not just not just things we're eating, but also chemicals put into products that we use like fragrances fragrances are addictive monosodium glutamate which is in many many food many processed products is very addictive and it's a neurotoxin the thing that you just mentioned aspartame is addictive it's a neurotoxin sucralose all of those do you think maybe that there was a deliberate effort to addict us to these things and make us sick, make That's us sick and weak. 
the stuff we and talk dumb. about on this show that that makes right. sense. Like, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I would say that because they've lied to us about everything else, and you know, like, so I would, I would say, I would say, I would say, check mark, yes, like that's that would the, the, this is definitely one of them, and um, so the thing is, if you want to beat the bad guys that one of the ways that you can do it is by keeping your body super clean and healthy because that's going to be your best bet for staying strong and intelligent and being able to overcome whatever they're throwing at us right and part of it is you're literally voting with your with your money when you're buying these clean foods from these local small scale family farms um, and not supporting the 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 big food industry, which is connected to big pharma. I mean, why is the Food and Drug Administration in the same government department that, you know? Um, so getting back to your question about sugar, not only is it highly addictive, but it's inflammatory. It causes diseases like diabetes, and it actually interferes with your body's ability to absorb nutrients. So let's just say you eat a good meal of, uh, let's say, um, protein and vegetables and good quality fats, and then you top it off with dessert that's sweet, I don't know, cookies. So the good nutrients from your, let's say your kale, your, the minerals from your kale and the sugar are trying to get into the cells at the same time, and the sugar is a bully and there's only so much room in there and the sugar kicks the kale out i mean the the minerals from the kale out and sugar wins sugar always wins so now you've created a nutritional deficiency in your body with the sugar so that's that's a very big problem and especially when you do this over and over again and in nature if you think about sugar in nature it's it's scarce you have to fight bees to get honey in nature. You have to get inside the bark of a tree to get maple syrup. Even sugar cane, uh, without technology, you have to chew on the sh on the sugar cane to get the sugar. Um, it's it's not you're not getting it in abundance. So our bodies aren't really designed to take in sugar in abundance. So as so the best thing to do is to wean off it. Um, I never recommend people go go cold turkey um, because they'll, they'll literally crash. It's like trying to stop doing drugs. But um, if you start transitioning to a nutrient dense diet, this is what we do with patients. You start feeding the body good stuff with lots of nutrients in it. The sugar cravings start reducing and making sure that you're eating enough good quality fat because that really helps with cravings. So in other words, taking a scoop of nut butter or eating an avocado when you feel like eating sugar is helpful. And then in answer to your questions about, about sugar substitutes. So stevia is a plant. Um, if, you're, if you wanna use organic stevia, it's okay. The, the problem with it is there's some evidence to suggest that it does still cause your insulin to spike. So as far as people who maybe have sugar handling issues, diabetics or hypoglycemics, it may not be the best thing to do. It's still better than sugar. And the same thing with a monk fruit. Monk fruit is a natural sweetener. So we do recommend that people use these substitutes as they're weeding themselves off sugar and you know, their cravings start going away and then maybe they won't need the stevia or monk fruit anymore. Like I literally do not tolerate very sweet tasting things because I just hardly ever eat them. And for sure, stay away from saccharin, um, uh, 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 sucralose, aspartame, those are all, you know, uh, saccharin and um, aspartame were made by Monsanto. You know, they're, they're one, of the, one of the evil chemicals that Monsanto created. So anything that Monsanto made, you, you should absolutely try to stay away from. Um, 
like you know, avoid you know, like the plague. Not not to get conspiratorial, but like they're they're doing this to like I don't have kids, but I can imagine. I would if I was a parent, I would be freaking out because I wouldn't know like exactly. I mean, I guess we do know now like what to give our kids, but like I mean, like kids like grow up, they like sweets. You know what I mean? Like kids like fruits. They like I mean, uh, and they like you know like they like. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, I like, I mean, I grew up in the 80s. So like, you know, like, you know, we grew up off eating snacks and stuff like it wasn't a big thing. But then as you get older, you realize this stuff is no good for you. But like, um, where was I going with that? It's just like, it's, it's, I, I was just saying, it's kind of like prevalent in our society. It's like, people don't realize how to eat right, you know, or. Right, because we've been misled, terribly misled. And you know, modern advertising is um, very effective. It's very effective. This actually started at the turn of the 20th century, by the way. I mean, it started a little before that. It started in the late 1800s. The, the Kellogg brothers developed the cereal, you know, cornflakes. Um, and then the refrigerator was invented in the 1920s, but processed products started replacing whole foods um, around that time, um, margarine instead of butter, and the public was basically hoodwinked into believing that these products were healthier, um, they were cheaper, they had a longer shelf life, and um, you can you can clearly see if you track if you statistically track health over time since since these products were introduced into the food supply. You can see how these what we call lifestyle diseases became more and more and more prevalent. So before that, people, if if they would die prematurely, it would usually be from some kind of infection, right? Um, especially before there was a lot like full in infrastructure sanitation. So the the streets were full of horse manure and you know and poop and human poop and animal poop and you know, there was a lot of bacteria and, you know, the, the sanitation practices that we have now with the hand washing and all of that were not fully in place yet. So people would die of infection, you know, because antibiotics weren't invented yet. And then once antibiotics were invented and sanitation infrastructure was put into place, that was no longer a big issue. What started happening now is people started developing diseases like heart disease and diabetes and cancer. And now these autoimmune diseases that are becoming exponentially more prevalent and on and on and on. And now we're going into this whole infertility thing. I cannot tell you how many patients in the past month I've had come in, women in their thirties that are desperately trying to get pregnant and can't. Do you think that 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 good boils down to like what's going on with our food supply? I mean, like because like that's part of not it. Just that thing about the the amount of men that have um, that's the best way to say this, sexual performance problems where they have to take like Viagra. And I'm seeing that also. They're also infertile as well. Like I'm seeing that like also in young men. On, like from to, from a conspiratorial outlook, this seems like more of like a diabolical plan. Yeah, no, I absolutely see it that way. I, I see the bigger picture of it, you know, just based on what I see on a daily basis, I can see, you know, people are microwaving their food and killing the nutrients in it. They're microwaving in plastic. So the chemicals from the plastic are getting in the food and that's what causes men's testosterone levels to go down and their estrogen to go up. So they become infertile and they have sexual dysfunction. Um, and start growing man boobs or you know uh, yeah this is all the the and i have like videos about every single one of these topics now on my youtube channel I, i'm staying a little bit um let's say more neutral about it right because i'm trying to reach the normies i'm trying to wake people up and say hey why why is this stuff in your food why why is it legal to poison you why is that okay? And look at the effect it's having on your health because in real time, you can see and feel 
that you're not doing well, that you're sick, that you can't get pregnant, that you don't have energy, that you're in pain, whatever it is. Um, so there's a lot, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of factors here. So we talked, we talked about the food factors. That's a big part of it, but the, the toxins in the environment, the toxins in your everyday products, the toxins in the laundry detergent that you're using, and now you're wearing the clothes and the, your skin is absorbing it. The toxins in your household cleaning products that you're touching and inhaling. Um, and then you mentioned earlier toilet paper. I mean, for bloody hell's sake, you're even poisoning your butthole um, with toilet paper on a daily basis. And, you know, it's, it's, it, it can be overwhelming to the average person that doesn't think about these things. But what I, what I tell people to do not to get overwhelmed is just start changing one thing at a time, replace one bad thing with something better. When you run out of your toilet paper, buy a cleaner brand, you know, and I have all this information for you on, on the show and on my website. So you have guidance, so you don't have to figure out everything because it, it can be daunting really. But, but again, if you want to, if you want to beat the bad guys, this is what you're going to have to do. Otherwise you're letting them win. I, I always say this on my show. If you listen to my show, you probably heard me say this. I have a filter on my shower and I have a what fil- I don't have with I have a filter on my water pitcher. I have a water pitcher I use. Like, I mean, that's uh, for right now. That's the best I can do as far as water. You know, I can't afford one of those three hundred dollars systems that provide like reverse osmosis water. But like, I'd love to get one one day. They're they're probably amazing. Like, but I mean, like you know, like it, I mean, would you agree that you definitely need a filter on your shower and uh, fill like fill your water filter as well? Yes, our water system is also toxic. It's filled with chlorine, with fluoride, with bromine. All of those are toxic halogens, um, very damaging to the human body. There's a lot of things wrong with water. That's one of them. I also have a, I I interviewed a water expert on my show. You might want to take a look at that video. And you're right, the filter that I got, he actually makes them. And I got his filter after I interviewed him. Um, it is expensive, but uh, it was a game changer for me. I've never felt this well hydrated before. Even my dogs drink more water now. So, and it tastes like so good. I don't want to ever drink any other water, but going again, back to nature, what, what does water look like in nature, right? It's, it's snow melting off a mountain and coming down in a moving stream. That's what water is supposed to be. And that's what we're meant to drink. So when you you take you take water and then you gather it in a reservoir where it's sitting it's just sitting still and you pour a bunch of chemicals in it to disinfect it and then you pour other chemicals in it to literally poison the population like fluoride there's no reason for fluoride to be in the water your teeth do not need fluoride Um, it's it's a neurotoxin it's a, a neurotoxin it calcifies your pineal gland so it cuts off your you know, antenna, your relationship with um, the universe. And um, not only that though, but the water is sitting still in the reservoir. And then yeah, it goes through your pipes and out your faucet, but it's no longer normal. It's It's not molecularly normal anymore. The molecular structure of the hydrogen and oxygen in the water changes and it becomes less hydrating. So um, we call it unstructured water. The The molecular structure becomes chaotic. So the filter that I use actually restructures it. So it it causes a little you know motion in there that restructures the water. The other thing is the the water expert said that the filter has to be a certain length for it to be effective. And that it's also important not to take all the minerals out of the water. You wanna take the toxins out, but not the minerals. If you take all the minerals out of the water and some filters do this, um, it becomes acidic. 
Well, what are your thoughts on like, I, sometimes like I get paranoid about, well, I, I tend to get a little bit paranoid, but someone told me that the other day and they were laughing. They're like, they're like, you're skeptical, but they're like, you're also a little bit paranoid. I was like, I know I am. I can't help it. But like, <laughs> sometimes I get paranoid about my water filter. I'm like, man, eh, maybe it's not working. And I'll go by like that Himalayan alkaline water. It's like called like alkaline 88 or something like, do you think those alkaline waters can work? Or, I mean, it's, it's probably better than tap water, but like, what are your, should you probably just better to get a filter or what do you think? So it depends on the pH of the water. That's another um, good question. That's another thing that we're, we're altering what should be present in nature, right? So what should the pH of water actually be? What is it in nature? And now we're changing it. We're altering the pH. So in nature, it's more or less a neutral pH, slightly alkaline, um, depending on the water, right? So well water is going to have a different pH than spring water, etc. But you don't really, you, you shouldn't constantly drink alkaline water because your stomach pH is acidic. It's supposed to be acidic you produce hydrochloric acid in your stomach. The purpose of hydrochloric acid is to digest your food so that it breaks down the food into nutrients that you can then absorb. If you put too much alkaline stuff into your stomach and you accidentally um, change the normal pH of the stomach, you're gonna cause a problem. So the different parts of your intestines are different pHs. You know, everybody is all about, you know, the body should be alkaline. It's not exactly correct. Um, it's, it's much more complicated than that. Yeah, so have, um, pH strips. I like, I, 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 I use them. Like I, you know, I'll pee on them. You know, that's mm -hmm. what you're supposed to do. Like to test mm -hmm. like if I'm alkaline or if I'm, and I like when I'm right, really neutral. Like when I'm like, when I'm like balanced, I think that's yes. like the best way to be like, but if you're acidic, you should probably drink some alkaline water or maybe do something to alkalize. Well, I mean, yes, like, but what cause it, what, so then you need to look at why are you acidic? What are you doing that's causing you to become acidic? So it's usually your diet, something that you're eating or a nutritional deficiency that you have. So I'm really, I'm really all about correcting underlying causes. We're so, we're so brainwashed into thinking about um, treating symptoms, coming up with uh, a solution for a symptom. So if you're experiencing this symptom and in and, and that, in your example, your, your pee is acidic, then correct it by, by eating or drinking something alkaline. If, um, if you have a, a headache, take this supplement or use this essential oil or, you know, take a pharmaceutical, but you know, it doesn't ever answer the question. Why, why do you have the headache? Why is your body acidic? You know, why are these things happening to you? So the, the better approach is to, well, first of all, the best approach is to work with somebody like me who can help figure it out. Um, a natural health practitioner who can guide you and help help you figure out what is the underlying cause of what you're experiencing. Because that's the only way to actually become optimally healthy and not and not symptom manage conventional medicine only symptom manages that's all they do drugs do not fix anything they just suppress symptoms and cause other things, the side effects. So they're actually causing damage while they're suppressing this symptom, they're creating another one. And there's no such thing as a drug without a side effect. And that's how we've been trained to think though. So even people that like, let's say your subscribers who probably know more than the average person, right? They're, they're not the normies. They're people that think and know more and research and look into things. In, in my in my experience in doing shows like this and talking to 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 people to our our audience. Um, people still have that symptom management think 
So if I have this problem, I should take this vitamin. Um, and sometimes that's not exactly the solution. That makes sense. Yeah, it's like you kind of got to cut the you got to cut the problem off at the source. So like, you know, you got to find out what's causing the underlying condition and then right. cut that off instead of band-aiding it. You're because when you're when you're when you're taking like something that suppresses the symptom, you're just putting a band-aid over it. And it's it's never actually healing, right? It's just like right. it's just manifesting into more issues. Like, right. Like, like, especially with a lot of medicines we take. Like, and, and again, I'll, I'll just say this now, like, I'll, you know, like, I'll, I think for YouTube, I have to say, like, uh, always do your own research. We're not giving medical advice. It's not medical advice. Yeah. yeah. People will, YouTube will take it down. But, um, but no, I, I understand exactly what you're saying. That's, um, that's, um, uh, the, um, sorry, I can't remember what I was, where I was going with that. But, um, well, we were, we were talking about peeing on the pH strip and, you know, if your pee is acidic, doing something alkaline, and that is a good short-term solution. Yes, it is. But you still need to understand what would be causing you to be acidic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One thing I wanted to get into, I wanted to get into some of the stuff that you covered on your YouTube, like, um, not just not switch the subject, but like, we, we have some time left. Um, one of the things was ribonucleic acid. It's like a brain supplement. Like, mm -hmm. what can you talk about that? And what does that do? It is a substance produced by your brain cells, by your eye cells. Um, it's a natural substance in your body. You know, it's RNA. And like, it's a, it's a, it's a mess. It, it acts as um, part of your genome, your production of genes. So when you are focusing a lot, when you are, you know, studying or teaching or doing a, video and or when you're spending a lot of time on devices on screens computer screens phone screens which most people are doing spending a lot of time on screens it depletes the substance from your from your brain from your eyes and your brain there's studies that show that um, spending too much time on a screen can actually lead to what's called myopia which is um nearsightedness right and you end up needing glasses because you can't see um clo close up you can't see far away sorry um it, it actually causes both farsighted and nearsightedness and the reason one of the reasons that screens do that there's multiple reasons but one of the reasons is that you're depleting your rna from your eyes um when you stay focused for too long on something and you deplete the RNA from your eyes and your brain, you get fatigued and then you have trouble focusing after a while, you're both visually as well as mentally. So I use supplements that are made out of, mo most of the supplements I use are made out of food. They're food, they're called whole food supplements. Some, some of them are herbs, some of them are food, some of them are combinations. So one of the supplements that I use a lot and I take it myself is called RNA or ribonucleic acid. And it really, I call it a study supplement. So we put um, students on it, you know, it's like a natural Adderall without any side effects and not causing any harm. It helps you focus and it keeps your vision sharp and your brain sharp. So, um, I, I take it every day. And then if I, I teach seminars, if I'm teaching a seminar or I'm doing videos or whatever, I just take a little more. Um, and there's no, there's no harm. You, you can't hurt yourself by taking it. That's awesome. I mean, and I think I, I looked, it's, it's relatively inexpensive too, right? I mean, I think I looked yeah. at it, it was like, I think you were showing it on your video. It's like $28 for like 90 tablets or something. Is that correct? Yeah, something like that. Most of my most of the supplements that I use are not expensive. Most of them are really reasonably priced. So the company uh, that I use is is the oldest nutritional supplement company in the United States. It was it was founded in 1929 by a genius guy who he was a dentist and he his name is Dr. Royal Lee, and he started noticing that um, you know, in the in the 20s, 30s, 40s, people's uh, teeth and and uh, jaw structure were changing, 
And he, through his research, realized it was from the addition of, of these processed uh, food products into the, into the diet that was actually creating musculoskeletal changes in, in our bodies. So his solution to that was to make supplements made out of food with the nutrients that we were no longer getting, right? So like when you mill wheat, when you mill it into flour and you strip it of a lot of its nutrients, then we become nutritionally deficient. So his idea was to add the, the nutrients back in through these supplements. So that's mostly what I use. Um, and like I said, they're, they're fairly affordable for the most part. So, um, and plus they're just really high quality, really effective, and they can't cause harm. They can't cause side effects can't really overdose on most of them because they're made out of food. Yeah, that's awesome. And in your videos, you go over some other stuff. It's like, it, it, like, like, like you talk about black cumin and berberine. Can you talk about like what those are beneficial for? Sure. Yeah. Um, those are just two of many amazing herbs that we have on planet earth to use. So actually black cumin is a spice. Black, a lot of people know it as black seed. A lot of people take black seed oil. It doesn't taste very good. Um, so I use it as a tablet. It's, it's more likely somebody will actually take it if it doesn't taste that bad and you can just swallow it. Black seed, what they say about black seed is it cures everything but death. So it has so many health benefits. You, I can't even begin to extol um, all of its benefits. So it's just an overall great thing to take um, to protect your health. It's anti-inflammatory. It's anti-carcinogenic. Um, it helps your, um, you know, hair and skin. And, you know, and I, I, I take, I take it every day. Uh, it's really good for allergies. It reduces seasonal allergy symptoms. So there's almost nothing. It helps stabilize blood sugar. I mean, it's just, it's good for all your organs. And then berberine is another one. It's, um, it's an extract from an herb. Some people uh, are familiar with golden seal that has um, berberine in it. Berberine has so, so many different health benefits as well. It's anti, it's antibacterial, antipathogenic. It's really good for I don't know if you've ever heard of SIBO, small intestine bacterial overgrowth. So basically it's an imbalance in gut flora and berberine helps to restore a good gut environment. Um, and it's also anti-inflammatory, anti-carcinogenic. So if I was gonna pick, if I had to pick two herbs to just benefit your overall health, those are the two that I recommend. So I did a video about those two herbs and people that have trouble. Like I, I have patients that come to me that are taking 50 different things because they just, they don't know what to choose. Let me try to prioritize and, you know, help you figure out what's going to be best for you. Yeah. I, I like the, um, I like all three of those. And, um, yeah, but I really like the ribonucleic acid. I'm writing these all down because I, I have them on my screen here. I have my notes up, but I, I still want to write them down. It's like, now, can people get these on, do you have a, do you have a, um, do you, are you affiliated with a supplement company that like people can order these from or whatever? I have an online store, uh, stand, the standard process online store. So if you go on my website, drcorey.com and click on shop, and then there's a drop down shop standard process supplements. And you can peruse there and it has descriptions of, I mean, there's hundreds of supplements on there, but that's where you can get the RNA, the berberine, the black cumin, and, um, and many other things. What, whatever I talk about on my videos, I usually put a link in the description of the video to make it easier for people. Otherwise they get like hundreds of emails. How do I get this? Yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to do something like, we, we could do more shows and I'd love to do something where you know, like I, because I, I think a lot of my money audience would be interested in this. Like, you know, like they, that 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 they're, they're gonna they're gonna find this video beneficial. I guarantee you that. What and I really like I I like being on your show because I feel like I can talk more openly, and resonate with the way that you think and the way your subscribers think. You know what I mean? On other shows, I have to be like I have to 
I feel a little limited in what I can say. Yeah, I mean, there's a people are, you know, like, I think what I think the good thing is for, for what you're doing and what I'm doing is I think a lot more people are opening up to this stuff. Like a lot more people are having like paranormal experiences and a lot more people are having like um, ET encounters and experience with, with what we would call ghosts or spirits and people are seeing people's energy. Like, you know, like I have a girl, she started watching my show and she texts, she, we exchanged emails and she started texting me because she's seeing people's energy. She's seeing like auras, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? She, yes. She I do that too. Yeah. I do oh, that, too. that too. Mm-hmm. I've, I always have, I always have since I was a little kid. So, so like people are, I think people are more open and up to this stuff, you know? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I am just the see, looking at how busy I am and how much how many people are coming to me for help. For sure, people are. I mean, with with what's happening in the world, what's been happening in the world for the past um, couple of years now, people are looking for real solutions for protection from yeah. harm, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree it's 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 interesting um oh the one last thing i wanted to ask you about was um diet like i know we already talked about what's the best diet like i know it's like protein with but like what i know you had a guy on your show about intermittent fasting like what do you feel about the intermittent fasting and do you think that it's something that like we we should be doing or do you think that like eating small meals throughout the day would be better or what, what are your like for someone who's trying to lose weight mm-hmm. so Again, going back to the way early humans ate before there were there was an abundance of food available before there was volume before you can, you know, press a button on your phone and food appears at your doorstep before all of that before there was technology when food was sometimes scarce um, we're we're biologically designed to eat way less than we're eating so intermittent fasting is when you don't eat as frequently right so there's different ways of doing it but i basically i just had today i had my first meal at 2 p.m i think it was 2 30 p.m and you know the last time i had eaten before that was last night at like around 8 p.m so that's what intermittent fasting is so you eat within a window let's say an eight hour window so for 16 hours you're not eating and then you get all your nutrition in those eight hours. So that is, I think, more biologically normal. And a lot of people do really well on that. It does help a lot of people lose weight, but it doesn't work for everyone. If you have hypoglycemia, which means your blood sugar is not stable and it can drop very easily. If, if you if you go too long without eating and you start getting like shaky and irritable and, and lightheaded and feeling sick, then you can't do intermittent fasting. So the first thing we would want to do for, for somebody like that is to help stabilize their blood sugar, right? Because they, they don't have to be hypoglycemic. We can fix that. Um, the guy on my show is actually talking about fasting, fasting, like not intermittent fasting, but not eating. So he was in the middle of a 30 day fast. That's insane. Um, no, I couldn't do that. I don't think I But do he doesn't recommend that you start off doing that, but he does he made some very good points about how actually how normal it is for the human body to go for a certain period of time with no food and that it actually cleans up all of what we call the visceral fat, the fat that ends up on your organs, the fat on your liver, the fat on your heart. Because in nature, we are designed for periods of food scarcity. So our body collects fat for those times and then, and then burns that fat when we don't have food available. But so we're now we're collecting fat, but we keep eating. And so the fat never gets burned off, right? So he doesn't recommend that you go into a 30 day fast. He's all about preparing your, you know, he had like four steps and, you know, preparation work. He actually guides people to do a fast if they want to, but he said, you know, try a one day fast, try a, you know, 
a really short fast and see see how you feel, see how you do. He did this 30 day fast and he felt phenomenal. He was like, so um, he lost weight. He, he felt great. He had energy. Yeah. So not everybody can start off like that, but um, it, it's not advisable that you eat many small meals a day, unless you have a sugar handling issue, because if you're do, if you do that, your body never has a chance to detox when you're not eating your cells, can spend some time detoxing when you're constantly eating they're constantly uh, processing the food so really it's better if you can to eat eat less frequently see i have that problem though like i get irritable i get like shaky i get like like low blood sugar like i I mean like because that's what happens like your blood sugar does get low and your body starts eating off the fat but like my problem was like i would get so irritable that like I couldn't even like I couldn't even do interviews like I would uh, you know like I would you know it, it would just like turn me like completely upside down like is that hypoglycemia or is that just like not being used yeah. to fasting? Yeah, we call it a, a blood sugar instability. So we we don't have to give it a diagnosis like hypoglycemia, but yeah, so probably your blood sugar drops too low. That doesn't happen to me, never. Never. I can, I can go a whole entire day without eating and never feel like that. So that would mean that you probably need some work, some help with maybe your pancreas or some of your other organs. You know, if you, if you want to do a consult with me, I'd be happy to try to, you know, get to the bottom of it for you. Yeah, maybe because like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out like the best way to, for me to get in shape. Like I, you know, like I'm, I'm really like, uh, I don't know, like, but uh, yeah, th- this has been fascinating. This was definitely a real eye opener, like, as to like what we need to be doing. And I can't wait to share this with my audience. Like, this is gonna be, I think this is gonna be game changer for people. Like, I think people are really gonna find this really. I think this is what people need to hear. You know? Yeah, I agree. Um, is there anything else you want to share before we finish up for today? Hmm. I mean, everything that we talked about in, in, in terms of human health and nutrition applies to your pets. So anyone with animals, you, you need to think about what you're feeding them too. In the United States, uh, pet food is not regulated. Um, so they can put whatever crap they want in there and they don't have to tell you about it. So I actually have a video about that as well. I, I interviewed a pet food activist who um, is very knowledgeable about pet foods. And she has a site called Petsumer and she rates all the different pet foods on her site and um, makes recommendations about the best ones. So I, I pretty much spend my entire salary on, on, on my dogs, but I don't care. I just want them, they're senior. I want them to live as long as, as possible and stay healthy. So a lot of people that I talk to really care about, you know, the health of their, their pets too. And, and I, and I give them the, the same supplements that I, the whole food supplements from standard process, they do have a, a dog, cat and horse line, but um, I give them the human supplements because dog bodies are not that different dog and cat cats are a little bit different cats are, are carnivores dogs are omnivores but the, the body systems are not that different. So um, I have a few videos about pets because I care about them so much. And the other thing I wanted to mention, I don't know how much of your audience is outside the US, but if you're looking for a small scale family farm that's, that grows nutrient dense food outside the US, I also have a link for that. Um, I can send you, you know, those links if you want, if you want to yeah, put them in the do, description. I want my audience mm-hmm. to have them, like, because mm-hmm. you know, I do have a lot of international viewers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. So that that would be awesome. Well, sure. it was so nice meeting you, and I'll definitely email you because uh, I I think I need to get to the bottom of what's going on with my health. So like, you know, and I think it's it's definitely food. So um, and and oh, can you tell everybody where to find you? And thank you. Sure. Yes, yeah, so drcory.com, Dr. D-R-C-O-R-I.com. On there, you can go on, there, there's a link to um, 
download my free gift, um, Everyday Items You Never Knew Were Toxic. You can also sign up for my newsletter. And then my YouTube channel, just put my name in, Dr. Corey Stern, and you'll, you'll find it. And um, I take requests. You can email me at questions at drcorey.com. So if there's a particular health topic that you don't find on my channel, I'm happy to make a video about it for you. Or if you have health questions or need help or need a virtual consult, anything, you can just email the questions at drcorey.com. Okay. And uh, it was so nice meeting you. And it's so nice to know that you actually watch my show too, because like now like I subscribe to your channel and I'll be watching your stuff. And like, that's just cool how like we can all network and collab. I love it. I love and, it. Yep. Well, thank you. It was nice meeting you. And until next time. Okay. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Have a nice day. Me too.